Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. Hope it was a beautiful, bright one. This, of course, one of my holidays that I like. Martin Luther King, we get to honor him when he has that great story, the great speech, the great dream that everybody is equal, you know, or created equal, and all that amazing stuff. Always, it is always a great inspiration. Of course, I always loved listening and hearing his stories, his life, and then as well, same thing about Rosa Parks and everybody else. But let's change for thing behind the show here now. I was supposed to do an episode last week. I, I don't remember how many I did last week, but then it was kind of rough for last week. But now we get to do one here tonight, but happy Monday. Last week... I do remember this. We were talking about the whole uh, child things here, but we are going to get to that. <clears throat> and which I don't know if anybody uh, was talking, heard about this. If you all are big OP Live fans as much as I am, uh, last weekend, which was Saturday, that a, apparently a toddler in the video show Proof was caught. Having a gun right here in Beach Grove in Indiana. Uh, a six-year-old, excuse me, not the six-year-old. Uh, of course, we'll get to that one here in just a second. Now, we, now there was a toddler, maybe he was about four or five years old, uh, here in Beach Grove, was caught on video, waving a gun around. Now, of course, the father denied that there was no gun in the apartment, which was kind of ironic but of course when the police department even said hey we saw the video the video of your kid holding the gun where is it oh well my brother's been staying here for the past 10 days it could be his gun oh so it went from there's no gun in the house to a gun in the in the apartment by your brother but they did search and they eventually did find the gun now they did charge the dad with a neglect uh, neglect charge, was, which is a felony here in the state of Indiana. He could face up to two years. Marion County, they decided to pick it up and do a charge, make a statement here because there was a six-year-old that uh, couldn't he charge with a big, huge crime because he shot the teacher last week. And then uh, Richland County, Curtis even said the exact same thing, that there was a kid that shot himself in the foot and it's a it's a big thing that you know I think that maybe the DA they they want to I think they want to make a statement they said this is a a serious case we need to get uh, get ahead of it we need to do our jobs and that's why we're doing it we need to protect this child so they arrest the dad Funny thing is, though, I believe it was his mom that actually defended her son and say he would not put his son in harm's way. Well, it turns out that he did. I don't know if she saw that or not. Eventually, she had to see it by now. But that the video went viral. Look it up on Twitter. Look it up on Facebook. Look it up on OP Life's account on Twitter because it was crazy. Uh, but glad, good thing is, though, there was none, no bullet inside the inside the chamber, but there was a mag. It was loaded, but just not in the chamber. Glad the kid did not push that that slider to go back, but you can hear it go tick 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 because he was pushing and pulling uh, put, uh, pulling the trigger if you want to put it that way. But it that was just a whole scary moment. But 
this will bring my case. This is what I want to do. Uh, remember a lot of people we were talking about uh, agencies that most likely for years, for a long period of time, that there's where there's only uh, brothers and sisters that were in the foster care or in the adoption agency that would not be adopted uh, by one or both family members or by people. They would one would be taken by the other. One may get adopted, then the other after that, or one goes and one doesn't, and that's just sad, right? So. Uh, I want to bring this up here. This was back in 2020, so it's been three years now. And he goes, How are Child Protection Agency promoting and supporting joint sibling placements and adoptions? And so how are they doing their jobs to get their brothers and baby, these uh, brothers and sisters to go home by, in the same home? Of course, now the child protection investigations and removes are term, uh, termalizing for children being placed with siblings can severe as a protective factor against the advertised express association with placement and foster care, provide community and connection to families, and how to exploit uh, management and delivery of services. Perversing promoting sibling relationships has been found to result in better outcomes for children, including uh, greater placement and stability, fewer placement uh, disruptions, fewer days in placement, higher rates of reflection, uh, increased likelihood of treatment primacy, uh, outside reinflication, uh, fewer emotional behavioral difficulties, increased mental well-being, improved school performance, better adjustments to their new home. That is a big key. Those are, that's really the big key is uh, better home adjustment. And then, you know, get them taken care of. This is the reason why uh, when kids are in foster cares or in the adoptions agency and they are moved to a new home, you know, you got to get them taken care of. That's a number one thing. And then, while current and reliable national data is lacking, research indicates between 65 and 85 percent of children in foster care have a sibling in care, and yet, despite the benefits of joint sibling placements, it is estimated that 53 to 80 percent with children, excuse me, of children with siblings are separated from one or more of their siblings while in care. And that that's really. Um, I have to say that's a big, big problem in my view. That's a big problem because I'm a brother. I, I'm the only child out of my mom and my dad. Now, my dad has two other children, and it is, I'm glad that they had a bond for years growing up, even though the situations uh, between me and them are personal. But I, I've actually hated that I never got to have the moment bonds and, and greatments of of having grown, watching them grow up. Now, I'm a proud uncle. I found out, you know, I'm an uncle to my brother's Keith uh, because he's got a child. He's got a little boy. And, uh, of course, my sister Chelsea, she's got two kids. And I'm in a proud uncle for that, uh, of having those three. And I, I really do hope in the future that I will get to see them. Uh, only time is going to tell in the near future. And I, that means a lot. And uh, so... I'm not saying, but not, this is not about me. I just had to bring that up, didn't I? <laughs> uh, 
uh, Barry's, uh, Barry's two siblings being placed or adopted together. In general, uh, child protection agencies understand the uh, importance of maintaining sibling connections and have embraced appro uh, approaches that support sibling placements. 37 states in the District of Columbia have the status acquiring agencies to make reasonable efforts to place siblings together unless a joint placement would not be in the best interest of one of the siblings. Excuse me, such as when one sibling approaches uh, a risk to the other accidentally. 35 states and Puerto Rico have status requiring agencies to make previous for siblings who cannot be placed together, including opportunities for visits and or other forms of contact or communication. Agency reports difficulty placing children with siblings when the sibling group is very large or siblings enter foster care at very different times. Siblings have significant age gaps, need different levels of care and support, or have undeveloped or unclear sibling connections. For example, siblings who live apart from one another from one from one another or siblings have different last names now i'm gonna say now that is hard right there because when one kid if a mom has one kid or three kids but five of them or, or four of them i have different names currently i can't count you know it has four different kids have four different names and one all three of them out of the four in the foster care and then one goes in later that's hard for them to do that and to me I think they should not matter. I don't think they should never even come close to that or the last names. Like, if you know that this woman has a four childs and three of them or one of one, two, three are in foster care, even the fourth one should be a clue that that one needs to be put in foster care or needs to be living with someone else that's uh, clearly a problem there that's a problem that's not the the child's fault that's actually the the agency not doing their job to prevent uh this woman from say hey quit making them or even the court because the courts can't do that if i'm correctly they can i'm not for sure on that one now that's interesting but if i'm correctly they can't if they consider they can have the child have her locked up or uh, something like that. I know there was something I can't remember, but the age gaps. So they're saying if a if this uh, mother and father have a child together five years ago, but if they're both, uh, and that child's in the foster care, been in the foster care for five years, and the mother and the same dad decided to have another one six year or five or years later after the five years. That's a big problem. That's that's something that they look into. To me, again, that should never have anything to do. Saying if you have children, if there's children in the foster care that has the same mom, the same dad, or whatever, the same mom that's in this that's put had kids in foster care, the age shouldn't matter. The age should not even matter. I'm sorry, but just don't clear that. Now in my book, it don't. There is an insignificant placement capacity or organized uh, places and produces that promote and support families caring for siblings, including training for staff families and support uh, services for rescue families. Stati uh, 
Derogates for keeping siblings together. Child protecting agencies can work to increase the number of available homes, available sibling groups, and ensure that international uh, uh, policies and practices affirm, uh, affirm, promote, and support sibling placement. Several strategies are disguised. Designed it there you go to mitigate or mitigate and to the barriers to joint placement for siblings. And paralyzed placement with kin. Being in the kinship the kinship placement increases the like likelihood of children leaving with staying connected to their siblings. Relatives are generally more open to taking a sibling group and offer the father advantage of providing family occasion, uh, connections. Resources and finding also should be identified, especially for kinship providers to ensure they have the supports they need. Establish clear policies. Provide a training for caseworkers and foster adoptions, adopting parents, and the importance of providing sibling connections and ensure siblings are assigned to the same caseworker regardless of when they enter care. A system to locate and track siblings, including those in care, those still in a home, and those who have been adopted or have aged out of the system. Can eligible in this to happen more seamlessly? If siblings must be separated for emergency placement, review the case within the first week to plan uh, real, uh, reco- refan- uh, re good place. Let's put it that way, in a good home. So, now, I, I, there was a couple of things that I kind of agreed. Like, one, if, if one sibling does get, get put in a home, but the other one doesn't, but there's reasons. Like, this child has bad behaviors with other children. We need to fix that. Let's get him or her fixed before we can put that child with her brother or sister or his brother and sister. Or in another case like this, I'm going to say this, that both children are foster, but or in foster care, the parents are both locked up because of uh, sexual abuse on both children. They were making the, the son uh, having sexual, doing God knows what to the sister. You know, they, we have to keep them away. I think that was like one of the things that they want to do that, uh, keep them away, even though it's not the children's fault, but they're, they have to do the protect their rear ends, pretty much. And you know, and there was actually no things that some that some states in, that are making it this way said, "Hey, we are not gonna. Okay, we might not be able to put them in the same home, but we're having both families that they're being adopted to to let them have the communication, let them still have a relationship. That's important. That's a really good thing." Involve children in placement decisions. Include children in the de- uh, decision making about placement with siblings and regularly discuss any issues at case reviews. Until lies targeted foster slash adopted parent requ- uh, requirement and rehabilitations and state strategies. Recruit foster and adoption homes, especially for sibling groups and homes that are reflected on the uh, racial and ethnic diversity of your children in care, and it can be helpful to provide special and financially funding and resource for foster and slash adoption family that take in resource, or I'm sorry, in additional household items and across needed services such as uh, respite care, 
peer monitoring and supportive counseling provided a through assessment of the sibling group as a call in each individual child can help foster and adopted parents protectively address any needs and concerns. So that is a big, huge thing. You know, we got to have these concerns and, you know, they, they're trying to do their best. And I've actually said some things about this uh, a while back to a lot of people about uh, when uh, Ray, Ray versus Roe was uh, overturned and Wavy, uh, Wavy Road. And, you know, that was a, you know, a, a, a really tragic thing. Uh, you know, that was really never going to be a win-loss situation to a lot of people. And uh, I, I still would say this. So now it's like turnover. Now it's up to the states. If Planned Parenthood was shut down, uh, you know, of course, we're not going to have teenagers uh, not save themselves. Not a lot of them are going to do that before marriage. And, you know, that's okay if they don't do that. That's that's their choice. And, you know, you, of course, you got schools that want to teach responsible about sex and all that, what could happen, be, possibly be pregnant. But here's actually another thing that I'm going to say this uh, before, you know, I know we kind of may get on the subject a little bit, off of it, I think. But here, I, I just want to point this out. With You know, uh, the more people that are getting pregnant as teenagers, that's actually been high rocket for the last decade or so. Actually, a lot more now than ever. Uh, but here's the thing, though. What's talking about? A lot of schools now are doing daycares. A lot of high schools having daycares in uh, for the child mothers, which I actually think is uh, really great. That's actually changing. I, I'm actually supported that. At first, I didn't because I was like, hey, you know what? No, let's not do that. Because that is saying to the school, the school is saying, oh, it's okay. You have unprotected sex. We'll take care of it. But so I, I was kind of against that. But, you know, the more I did realize and saying, no, wait a minute. That means that this mom or the parents can go to keep going to school, get a good education, do what they can do. And their child would be watched at the during the time. And that's real. That's been really helpful. And I, uh, I think that was something to look for. You know, it, that that kind of would put a dent. I think more schools are going to kind of do that more now as time is going on. I think they're getting into that. And the Planned Parenthood, the uh, the abortion kind of gone low, but now the abortion is going down a lot. I think it's really gone down. Uh, not really hundred percent sure, but that's okay. I'm not worried about that. But you know, it's giving these people. Were, but this is the reason why that if that was close, this is open. Agencies can have a lot more funding. We can get them, a, and there can be a lot more help. But as well, get rid of the people that abuse children, that are sexual predators, and really th- uh, for these agencies to do their jobs. Let's give these uh, these parents help. Uh, my mom, my stepdad. They're now fostering parents. They're going to ready adopt my two little cousins on a personal story. Uh, not going to talk about that because, that, like I said, that's really personal. But it is a stressful thing because both my little cousins uh, have a learning disability problems, but they have come so far away. But they're getting help from the state. They're getting care uh, as well. They're seeing therapies. So that's a really good thing. As a matter of fact, uh, my little cousin goes to school, my old school actually, but not in my old elementary school because I went to uh, Mildebury. 
and he's going to a different one. But that's it's come so far away when he was with at a different school. When children cannot be placed with their siblings, biological and race source parents can be helpful in the decision about how best promote and maintain sibling ties. Placing siblings near each other in the same city, community, and or school districts makes it easy to plan visits, outings, and experience for siblings to spend as much time together as possible in addition. Connections can be supported through phone calls, letters, and social media. Which, you know, that has always uh, really been cool that you there's that choice. It's, it's We keep it open adoption or a closed adoption. It, I, I probably 90% of the time would probably say, you have to convince me really, really well. Maybe not 90. Maybe it's got to be 99. You have, to, you have to really convince me. If I would adopt someone's child, they have to convince me why that I should keep this open where you can have a chance to get your child back it's like if you screw up once i like, nope I, I can't give it to you and because i'm like you're giving me the responsibility which i would accept in a heartbeat do that to anybody and help them uh raise your child like it's my own because that's what people do but you would have to convince me like why should i get make this uh a, a close I, you signed it it's a close adoption. You don't get. You're no longer a parent. You're a bud. You're a biological parent. You're a sperm. Not your blood. That's it. But until that child will turn eighteen, you would have to really convince me. Now, if some people would, that'd be different. This is to highlight. Given the best area priorities, child protection agencies must be balanced. Successfully paralyzing sibling placements and connections requires an Implementation of sibling focus policies and practices. The section highlights examples of policy, uh, policies and practices. The section, oh, excuse me, it produces child protection agency in three uh, uh, jurisdictions Connecticut, Idaho, and New Jersey had developed an appointment to promote sibling. Uh, across the three states, uh, maintaining a sibling connections in the priority. Permanently planning for sibling begin as early as possible. Connecticut, uh, they did that, which is really great for them. Idaho, we just talked about, but this is uh, this is Connecticut. the The Connect uh, Connecticut Department of Children and Families (DCF) provides workface, uh, or excuse me, workforce training and employments, uh, of sibling connection and per uh, permanently to ensure that sibling placement and case work priority. The department also offers training in potential resource parents and community members on the value of sibling relationships and connections. Recognizing the importance of maintaining sibling connection, DCS Sibling Bill of Rights outlines the places of sibling visitation for those who are separated, including an ex expedition that siblings will be able to visit one another at least once every two weeks. While visitation cannot be enforced after a legal adoption has occurred, DCS invests significant work up front during the national training and, and licensing classes to ensure families understanding the importance of siblings slash bi uh, biological com uh, communication. When adoption in the pharmacy, it's going to be a pharmacy goal is DCS uses its 
families eligible to adopt in the state to facilitate siblings to exchange. Helms matched family two children after the caseworker and superior supervisor identifies the five best matches. The permanency planning team meets to discuss identifying the one that is the best for the children and identifying the family is a term decision when the goal reaching connection or yeah, con of adoption cast uh, cases when collusions are is not reached, the caseworker and supervisor make the final decision. Although, in rare cases, the child attorney or the judge can overrule the decision. Now that is Connecticut. This is Idaho's. Large families are often the norm in Idaho in real estate, with a high portion proportion of more uh, Mormon Mormon family. Sorry who tend to have more children than other religions groups. These factors make it relatively easily for the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare, or DHW, and then find placement for large sibling groups. However, if the children have been separated from their siblings and foster care, they sibling priority parent placement communicate. A meeting is held to develop a plan that supports siblings and permanently. One of the communicates guidelines... Principles require explains the importance of paradigm placements. So, that, which you know that is those are huge and like same thing. New Jersey, they all did this. Uh, really good for some of the states, and you know they they want to make it changes. But now you know here's the the other situation though with all these adoptions uh, and that I would love to see people do. It's the it's not just the the size. It's also. Uh, the money costs because if you look, man, just it, it costs so much money. It, like it would, and I don't say like you know for it to be bought. It's like had it costed a whole leg, a whole arm, a chest, a heart, and you're more likely to get a new dog or a new cat than to actually get a new child to adopt a new child because even though that's should be the opposite because. Because with all the training, with everything that goes on and, and all that, that's the reason why it's cost so much. But it shouldn't cost that much, right? And it shouldn't be that cost of a headache to get to really get to these children to to adoption. Like, hey, if long as you can prove to me that you can do this, do that, you have a job, you got a nice home, it's well taken care of, and you are good with kids, you get them involved in sports or whatever, you make sure they're in school every day, you do your job as you do with your real children or your biological children or your stepchildren, then this is going to be a successful story, but it costs us so much money. And not only that, because you're getting paid from the tax dollars, which, you know, I was actually having, this is one of the reasons that I, that I was having my tax dollars would go to. It would go towards schools, it would go towards the police department, it goes towards the fire department, and even goes to uh, the children in the CPI, or excuse me, in foster care to give them better needs and agencies and really a better home. And, you know, every children deserves a good home. And, you know, sometimes these children that are uh, really ill, you know, you want you really want to help them. There's times that you, you really want to help them, but, and there's some that... You can't. It's too late. 
They don't, you can't grow conscience. It's even you have it or you're not. But you know, I'm glad that a lot of things have changed. A lot of technology is coming, coming away and even help children to develop faster and develop perfectly. And I think if we continue to make a, a better situation, do a lot better here, this is, and this is really rare, or excuse me, that I say, um, how can I want to put it better? Say so this is really where I want to say we would need to come together, work together as a team. You know, the, you want to have communities. It helps the communities out. Uh, if we can do that, we can do this. And we have to do this. We have to give children a home. You know, I'm sorry. If we don't do that, then we're no longer being a better person as to anybody else. I think if that really does make it really amazing and interesting then we can actually do really greatness for our our communities for our families because i actually have signed up and i've said this to my my soon-to-be wife that i definitely want to become a foster parent i would love to be a adopted parent because if our all of our children are grown up and gone i i need to keep something me busy and that's actually i think that's what drove my stepdad crazy because he was ha- he was used to have me around, and have was so used to having his grandkids around, and there was kids inside the house that I used to live at for years, and now that that we have my two little cousins living with them, and that has made a huge. I think he's a lot more happy, and I think my mom's even more happy now as well. <laughs> of course, they they're loving kids. They I got to see them over the weekend. I uh, had a birthday for my for my little cousin, so I was happy to, to see him and his sister. Had a really great time. I actually met uh, an old friend too. That was a, that was kind of crazy. Uh, you know, she got she had her two boys, and I never knew that. I guess uh, even though I'm actually friends with her on Facebook, and I I must have, and that was so many years ago when I messaged her, but uh, messaged her. And, I told her that uh, I was happy that she named her son after me because my name is Chase and her her youngest son is Chase. So that's that was pretty cool. I had a good laugh about that. I was happy to see her family growing. Uh, certainly, I don't remember her mom, but that was uh, just really kind of cool. So it was a great birthday that we all had. I, I actually had fun. and uh, But now, once again, we got to make this. Uh, I know it costs us a lot. And I think if people just can find ways, and I think there could be a possible. All righty, but now we got that story done. But now it's time to do a case for a wanted segment in the FBI. Which, you know, by the way, we're going to be talking about the documents here at some point this week. Because I think it's kind of funny how all this is coming. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, the New York police and the FBI need your help to find this man. Francisco Martinez is facing unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, murder, possession of a weapon for unlawful purpose, and unlawful possession of a weapon. His name, Francisco Martinez. There you go. I, I didn't say his name. Francisco Martinez, Samuel, or Samurai Francisco Sermarion. Was born October 23rd, 1961. That is his birth use. Place of birth, he was dying in Ecuador. 
Giovanni Ecuador. I looking at the FBI app. He's got black hair, brown eyes, five foot eight. He's three hundred fifty pounds. He's male, white Hispanic. His work application: warehouse worker, taxi worker, production manager. He's from Ecuadorian. E C U A D O R A N. That's the language. Martinez does have a dislocation on the portion of his white head, which is bald. The FBI is offering a reward up to $25,000 for leading directly to the arrest of Francisco Martinez. Martinez is being held, is, is balding with usually wears baseball caps. He was permanently res, resident status in the United States. Martinez has ties to Ecuador, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Florida. He may be, may be traveling in throughout South America. Francisco Martinez is wanted for allegedly shooting the death of his employer in Pacific, New York. Excuse me, New Jersey on September 14, 2001. That was just a couple days after 9-11. The victim was shot execution style in the basement of the building in which both they both worked. The two men had allegedly been arguing that day after the victim uh, confronted Martinez about his possible involvement in both a fire which was set at the business of August of 2001, as well as the ongoing theft of tax materials from the business local arrest warrants charging Martinez with murder, possession of a weapon of an unlawful purpose, and unlawful possession of a weapon were issued in Pasig County Superior Court on September 21st in 2001. A federal arrest warrant changing Martinez's unlawful flight to avoid prosecution was the issue on July 25th in 2002. Good Lord. In New York, New Jersey. If you do know anything about this guy, which by the way, he is considered armed and dangerous. So if you know anything about this guy, please make the call to the FBI local office or the American Assembly of Culture. Or you can make the call to New York Police Department. Or make yeah, make the call to New York Police Department or the FBI office in that in those areas. Or you can make it submit a tip online. So once again, if you see them, make that call. The family of the victim deserves so much justice. And they they have waited over so many years. They need they justice now. But hey, it is Monday night, and it'll be Tuesday. I hope everybody had a great Martin Luther King. We will have good stories this week, I guarantee you that. Especially when it's about Joe Biden. And those missing documents found, that's going to be funny. I think we're going to go back on to talk about that and about Donald Trump's documents. So that's going to be interesting to talk about this week. But have a great night. We'll see you on the next.